Wine Diaries with Lynn and Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Decision Diaries. Today, we are going to be talking about closing and selling a business. And we have a special guest with us, Roger Lim, who just recently sold a business. And Jamie asked me the question, how do I know Roger? Well, first of all, shouldn't you have said the decision? Because we want to know what the decision was and how he made the decision. But yes, I have no idea how you know Roger. So, so Roger, is Lynn going to tell a a better story or are you? I would love love to hear her perspective. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. So I met Roger at Atlantic Beach. When I was 15 years old, he was 17. I was wearing oh. a two-piece bikini. I was probably a third of the size that I am right now. Probably. And he was my first car date. And my mom made an exception for him to allow him to take me on a car date. And then wow. ultimately, I don't know how long we dated. Car date. Yeah, <laughs> a truck funny. date, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, you had that nice truck. I don't know how long we dated. All I know is he broke up with me on his birthday when I brought him a gift at Wendy's. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> I do wow, Roger, that. Roger, I do tell me remember, about. I do remember the truck, and I remember the car date. I don't remember the birthday like gift. You like, don't remember up. the birthday gift? No. Oh, my wow. mom totally knew you were going to break up with me, so she what? bought me a new outfit, and then she bought you a shirt that she knew probably wouldn't fit. And then when I gave it to you, my mom had rehearsed with me that you were going to say, oh, I can't accept this because, you know, I just want to be friends. And then she trained me to like, just leave the gift with you, tell you the party I was going to. (laughs) And then my mom was waiting in the parking lot as I walked towards her crying. Oh my God. That is okay. That is like such an emotional story well but you know but we've been friends ever since and then like in 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 high school we would talk to like you know two or three in the morning so why roger is here is because i was looking at facebook and then i saw uh Mm -hmm. your video of you at what appears to be a brewery and right behind you it says entrepreneurial rant yes and i think you so eloquently captured everything about owning a business, closing a business, selling a business. And I thought, okay, this is perfect. We have to have him come here while he's still having all these feelings because it's so (laughs) recent. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have a few questions before we even go into that, which I love (laughs) the entrepreneurial rant, but the decision to date Lynn. Okay. (laughs) So, So what was it about Lynn that you know captivated you and then ultimately why did you break up with her on your birthday i don't even recall that part but i do remember she used to dance with one of my good friends she was in a dance troupe and one of my best friends was her captain melissa yeah yeah that's right and so i just remember asking melissa who she was and then she's like oh that's one of the freshmen or some something like that. Yeah, I, I was in anyway, ninth grade. He was in eleventh grade. Ooh. I was. I yeah. thought you were in tenth and I was in twelfth. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it was a couple years difference. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scandalous now, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't remember any of that. I remember being at her house all the time, playing pool because she always had parties at her house. She had a really cool like house Lynn. with a pool yeah. table. 
Yeah. So and and he's I half think... Filipino. I ended up dating your cousin Eric. Oh, that's right. You did and then yeah, and then you kind of kicked he's off. Younger. The, you kind of kicked off the whole Filipino like Lynn's dating a lot of that's Filipinos. So. That is so funny. Yeah. It must be the food. It's the I was food. Say, the, the food people. is really good. Yeah. 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 Okay. And my son is dating a Filipino. I think he's going to marry one. Okay. All right. Okay. We're all bringing her back in. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Roger, so she sees you on um, on a rant talking about an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial rant, which I understand completely. I just don't put it on Facebook. Um, right. What what was your business? And t- tell us a little about that. How did you you know go? So for the last eight years, I owned a restaurant, bar restaurant, and um, basically, I don't know if you've heard of Pechukacha or Pechakucha, depending on how you say it, but it's an organization that kind of shares um, ideas and stories of people. But the lady had been asking me for at least a decade to do this. And I never, ever agreed or wanted to or whatever. Um, But the last time she asked me, I didn't say no. I had already sold the restaurant. I didn't say no. And she was like, oh, well, I'm going to put you down. I was like, well, I'm not saying yes, but I didn't say no. So. Anyway, I get home and I, the, the theme was industry, like hospitality industry. And um, I get home and I remembered this journal entry that I made like two years ago. Wow. And oh, I, said, I said, oh, man, I go, I guess I'm doing that because that's what this was written for. And no one is going to talk about this the way I'm going to talk about it, because everyone in the industry is going to say kind of the surface stuff and give template kind of um i'd say like uh stories regarding bartending and right you know everything revolving around the hospitality and meeting crazy people and making great friends etc cetera, etc cetera. and i was like i'm just gonna lay it out there this is what how it really is to own a business <laughs> okay so, so you're describing what made you do the entrepreneurial rant so i, right. I thought we were okay so all right. I thought we were going into the decision to start the business, what the business was. So, okay. We so, can do that. All right. Yeah. So what finish. was it? Describe for her what well, it is. Well, let him finish the entrepreneurial rant. You just want anyway, people to know like this is, this is the underbelly of what really goes on. Yeah. So I just, I took what I had written a couple of years ago, embellished it with an intro and an outro, updated it a little. And I did that, which is what she saw on Facebook. It was actually the video of me doing it live. I didn't like write an entrepreneurial rant on Facebook. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would no. never do. I don't, I'm not going to throw myself out there like that, but um, <laughs> I did do the vid. I, I posted the video because it's kind of this worldwide organization. Um, and my friend of mine actually captured it on video. So that's where she saw me and then contacted me like the next day. Um, but the reason for doing the rant was, So I, like I said, I opened the business like eight years ago, went through all these hardships and ups and downs, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, a restaurant business, 2020, we got to talk about that. Super stressful, you know, pandemics, you name it, whatever else, you know, the normal stress. Um, And then went through a separation and lots of changes, basically. Um, Was, um, was the person that you were married to your partner in the business. So she was actually, she's actually 51% owner because when we opened the business, we were like, Hey, what's the best tax break, you know, minority or woman. And they're, and she's a veteran also. They're like woman veteran. And I'm like 51% like you own. (laughs) 
So, you know, yeah. what's interesting is, is Jamie also started her business that she still has Yeah. Uh, when she was getting a divorce. And then her, her husband gave up, her ex-husband gave up the percentage right? because right. it really wasn't at the point where it was making money. Right. And no, then was, I'll just I chime in here about my business at the time in uh, 1994 when I owned an upscale lingerie store. Mm. I don't even know if you knew that or not. I remember you telling but me But I, yeah. I owned an upscale lingerie store and, you know, I I have some of my entries where, you know, I, I am not making money. Um, and, you know, I am watching around me other stores closing like yeah. petunia patch i mean some of the stores right. that have really been like long time beach stores yeah, yeah. were starting to close around me and so i kind of felt like the walls were were coming around me and um and you know was and i was in that moment trying to trying to decide so you're talking about eight years is a great is is a long run right 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 and, and i want to know I want to know, Roger, what made you, what were you doing before and what made you go into the restaurant business? Because I know that is, I know that's a tough business and I'm not in that business. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of different things, um, but basically for the last 20 plus years, I've been in hospitality in and out. Um, but I've done everything from, you know, the bottom to the top. Um, and while I was married, you know, the decision to open something was always there. Um, to kind of like set up a retirement type thing that would generate money even if I wasn't working because hospitality is very, you make money when you work, you don't make money when you're not there. Right. It's it's based, you know, strictly on whether you're working or not. It's not, you know, anything other than that. And so when we finally, when it all fell into place um, that we did open the restaurant mm -hmm. and the bar, um, you know, she, she's never done anything hospitality ever, wow. but yeah. she ran the back end, like, you know, everything back end, you know, bookkeeping, payroll, yeah. you know, everything that wasn't day-to-day -day operation in the restaurant, she took care of. And that's one of the reasons we were, you know, kept going and made it is because of her. Yeah. If I had to do it all by myself, I probably would have failed in two years. <laughs> you know, it's like, very yeah. hard. Yeah, it's very hard to start a business alone. It wasn't my intention to go that route, but here I yeah. am. But being able, like, there was no way I'd have been able to run the restaurant, be there a hundred hours a week, and do the back end. This it would have never happened. So you know, kudos to her for keeping us, you know, open for as long as we were. But um, that what that was the purpose. Take all my experience and knowledge to open the open a place, do what we did, meet all our goals, eventually franchise, you know, things like that, which we all, we accomplished pretty much every goal. And then the pandemic hit right before we were about to franchise um, slash kind of like had investors that were looking into doing this. And of course they all backed off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about, selling yeah. because i i think you know when you think about people listening to this who maybe have not started a business and they're thinking okay well how do you how do you i don't know how to start a business i i definitely don't know how to sell a business mm -hmm. and back when i had my store when i was thinking about selling the business 
Um, I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't know who to talk to about it. Yeah. Um, I want to read kind of the day I decided to sell my business because I actually found my 1996 journal on the day I decided to sell my business. And then it's funny because I'm just so naive. Okay. First of all, I'm like 26. So I'm yeah, like yeah. really super naive. But, um, and at this point I have, I believe I have moved in with my husband. So we're in an apartment in San Marco. Uh -huh. So I'm not making any money. So obviously this is, this is not a hard decision. I need to do okay. something. So I write on May 20th, 1997. I've decided to sell my, my business. I place an ad in last week's Times Union. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody even looks, looked at the Times Union, but so far, I had a lot of calls. One person picked up my business plan, and he is bringing it back today. He brought it back. He was quiet. When he looked over my financials, too quiet. I lost my self-confidence quickly. I mean, I would have sold the store for $2 after that look. Right, right. Please Aww. tell me that I will be able to laugh about this later in life. Tell me that this won't seem like such a big deal when I'm living in a house I own and I have a great job. I will be able to laugh then. Ha ha. So here, I'm laughing. Here we are. Here <laughs> what, we are. What are you laughing, Roger? Roger, I, tell me, are you feel do you feel relieved? Um, are you feeling like that? How do you so, feel? So the decision to sell, it wasn't necessarily hard for the decision because, like I said, the, the changes in my relationship and post-pandemic business and you know, things just the culmination of changes. Mm-hmm made it very easy for me to be okay with selling mm -hmm. um the problem was finding the right person oh i did not want to leave it in the hands of someone who's one not capable of keeping it going yeah two doesn't really fit my kind of values or just just yeah. in general it was like, more like an adoption kind of yeah i'm yeah. I'm, I'm like yeah. You know, they're adopting my child. My oh, a business is a child. Been growing, you know, for eight years, you know, blood, sweat and tears, et cetera. Yeah. So we we had lots of offers over the years. And, you know, some of them were viable and others were just like, no way. Where were these offers coming from? That they would just um, walk in and be like, well, I like of, this place? A lot of people just be like, we love this. Can we like, you know, do something? Whatever. Like a lot of people say that until you're like, show me the money. Right. Right. Here's my, here's my, here's <laughs> you know, my financials. What do you, but in, in actuality, you know, when we did decide to, there was several people who we went through the process and we're like, no, 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 maybe yes. This one fell through next person, blah, blah, blah. So everything kind of like this person who ended up with it, they were the person that was meant to take it over. Well, you know, my, my grandfather had uh, the quality cafe in Beaumont, Texas, and, you know, he's getting into his like late seventies and he sells the back of his restaurant to, um, to somebody who supplied the, the salad dressing for Jason's deli. Okay. And they made the Jason's deli dressing in the, in his back part. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, several people over the years offered him, but it, Italian, he was like, no, he enjoyed greeting people. Mm -hmm. it, it was his why he woke up every day. And then finally the perfect people came through and 
They said, you know, we'd love to take over the restaurant. You are welcome to come to the restaurant, hang out at the restaurant, greet the guests. Everybody is still coming to see Batista. They still want to see right. the original founder yes. and owner. Yes. And so do you have that kind of agreement? Yeah, kind of. I mean, to an extent, like the most important thing to me over all the years, which was you, your employees or your family and like keeping them employed during a pandemic keeping them paid during a pandemic like no matter what right i didn't lose anyone i didn't have high turnover and restaurants generally do i did not that's have amazing high but so well he's a nice guy keeping, other than dumping me he... <laughs> <laughs> keeping the the staff anyone that wanted to stay that was imperative um and they wanted everyone on my staff because they loved everyone on my staff right but it's kind of like this you know like you have to take, I have to take care of them. I have to make sure that they're okay when I'm gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was part of it. Um, like I said, it was really a lot of organic overlapping coincidences that kind of made this the right people. I met them through someone else that I, you know, I like those people. And then we just kind of like, it yeah. worked. It just worked and it fell into place. The offers were made you know, and it just kind of went from there and, you know, kind of moved kind of quickly. So, and, you know, they're, um, we sold in February. They're uh, transitioning from, the only thing they changed is the menu, really, the food menu. Yeah. But they're transitioning into their own entity, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, but they bought everything that we built. Yeah. So yeah. the clientele, the brand, you know, everything. That nice. You yeah. You know, it's interesting, Lynn. I don't know if you heard that, but there's another word. It all fell into place. Uh, there we go. We say it every time. Yeah. It, it seems yeah. to just, you know what, when you are, when you're following the path as it's unfolding and you're not forcing anything, right. um, those things just sort of work themselves out. I, right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So how, so yeah. So, you know, armchair or I guess hindsight 2020, are you feeling, I mean, I, is it completely done? Is it, you know, paper ink dry and. Um, the contract is done. I mean, there's a few payments left. Um, mm -hmm. Overall, like it's, they've been in there for six months. They took over in February. Mm -hmm. That's why I consider that the sale date, even though it started sure. three months before that. Yeah. But they took over the bills and everything there from that point forward. Oh, I, um, I, I could tell you, I would have yeah. just jumped for joy if I would have yeah. sold, if I would have sold my store, I would have jumped for joy. Just so everyone knows, if you go to Jacksonville Beach um, and that little slither, I think you came by one time, a little slither, about 600 square feet, is now ironically a computer store, a computer oh. repair store, which I just find completely ironic. And on my 40th birthday, I rented a limo. Remember that, Jamie? I rented I, a limo. Yeah. You were in it. And we did all of Lynn's favorite things. And we got <laughs> trashed in the limo and I took a piece of my lingerie that I had kept from the store. And I wrote apples, peaches and pears was here. And I put it on the door of the computer store. And I bet they came in the next day and they were like, what kind of a crazy person leaves their lingerie on the front of this right. shopping center store? But I like had to do it. Remember, we took that picture. We were all I, drunk. We we're I all holding lingerie up to ourselves. That's yeah, uh, yeah. And, and so every time I drive by there, every time I'm at the beach and I I hit JTB and I drive by, I'm like, 
wow. I mean, when I was there, it seemed like the minutes ticked, tick, tick, tick. I have to throw my ADHD at you for a minute. So for okay. Lynn's 40th, she goes out and she gets tiaras for everybody. <laughs> and there weren't enough tiaras with 40. So some people got 50. I was one of them. <laughs> and my birthday is 21 days. Yours is January 8th or January 9th? 9th. Okay, 20 days after lens to the day, and I get the 50. So I'm turning 40. I put the 50 TR on, and I tell everybody that I am turning 50. Right. And they're like, you look great. <laughs> like the thing to do. Just, awesome. that, was, that was a sidebar. But okay, That's back awesome. to selling your business. So what's next for you? Because, I mean, if you're two years older than Lynn, that puts you at 55. I am, yes. Not, you know, not retirement age, I don't think, unless you're... Gosh, huh? I wish. I wish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so what's next for you? What are you doing with that experience? Um, so right now I'm basically just taking it as easy as possible without siphoning checking or savings. Um, <laughs> so am I paying for dinner tonight? I hope so. <laughs> it's the breakup dinner. <laughs> oh, wait, you owe me dinner then. You owe her. I for Wendy's. Isn't that where I work? <laughs> um, so uh, I'm actually just... I, I, I've got people approaching me left and right for things that I am not interested in, but then there's things that I am interested in. Um, currently, I help a local business get their cabana bar up and running. Um, so that is like my focus, <laughs> like more or consulting. less. Yeah, I'm consulting, but also like I'm there physically working, um, but like three days a week. But um the goal is to get them up and running and have it self-sufficient. Um, they plan on opening a second one, which has already broken ground, um, wow. which, you know, will parlay, you know, back and forth as far. But my goal is just to get it up and running and put people into place and make it keep going. Yeah. Um, so I've got, I've got another question for you. If you had it to do all over again, yeah. would you still start a restaurant and bar or would you go into another line of work? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I My creativity, like my brain, like feeds off creativity. So the prospects of ideas is what really entices me. And something that's exciting or new or different is what really like drives me. And this, this is what drew me to the cabana place because they built this food truck park from scratch and then they wanted to add a bar and, you know, they just keep building and it keeps like growing from this sand lot, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's right on the water, beautiful views, et cetera. But, you know, like their concepts of what they want to do and see it progress is what really intrigues me and help, makes me want to help them do to help build that. Um, I have lots of other ideas and then there's always people throwing ideas at me. Yeah. And like building from those to see what direction I end up in. But the artistic and the creativity is what really drives me. So something has to like really, I don't know, just capture my attention more or less. So, so Jamie, I'm going to tell you what, how I found what I did after the store. Okay. Just so that I can date how old I am pre-internet. Uh -huh. So I decide that I have to get a job and I need to hire somebody to be, to sit in the store because I need to bring in income and 
It also is leaning towards, I'm not going to renew my lease. So I'm just trying to live out the rest of my lease, but I don't want to sit there for the end. I knew I didn't want to sit there for the end. I didn't want to watch people pick what I created apart. So I hired somebody to sit in there to, <laughs> <laughs> to listen and, and watch people pick it apart. But the way I found my job is I opened up the yellow pages, a phone book, the yellow pages. What's that? I, I, yeah, right, right. I'm going to have to show my son what that is. And then I opened up to software and I cold called every software company Wow. until I got somebody. Wow. And then I got somebody because his receptionist had gone to lunch. I ended up getting the president of the company and he was like, what? who are you and where are you? And I said, I'm in Jacksonville. And he said, well, I'm in uh, Los Angeles right now. But when I get back from Los Angeles, I have got to meet you. And I said, okay. And he actually is the one who, who taught me everything I know about databases, coding, um, all of that. And uh, his daughters were flower girls in my wedding. Nice. So, you know, and then, um, we haven't talked about this. Yeah. So, Jamie, you don't have a storefront, but Roger and I have had storefronts. And mm-hmm. I imagine, I don't know if you had a loan, but I had a loan and we had overhead and we had to deal with lawyers and, and leases. But also, there are some people that come into your establishment that uh, are interesting. <laughs> I, I just want to say I did get robbed. Oh. <laughs> um, thankfully, my employee did not did not get hurt. But mm-hmm. I did get robbed. Um, I did have um, full on just walk somebody, watch somebody walk in, grab um, a piece of $200 lingerie and just walk right out. Uh, and I was like, oh, sweet. I also went next door to Athletic Attic and I got held at gunpoint over there when I had all of my Christmas cash in my purse. Oh, wow. And I, I, they did, I handed them my coin purse not my business uh purse. wow and so they walked away with two dollars and fifty cents nice nice <laughs> so, so that I was, was did you have anything like that did you, did you have anything like that happen in your uh, restaurant i mean eight years you had no, to. i mean you don't have to say names just no, eight years no I nobody mean, drunk no bar fight come on obviously, roger obviously like the normal day-to-day type things that happen at every bar and restaurant like you know Cocaine. Sometimes you gotta. <laughs> sometimes you gotta tell people they're out of line. <laughs> but no, we never had anything that required you know nine one one. Well, I had, I, little, I had a handle. A lot I had the little button underneath my counter, yeah. and I also what also helped me out was I had an agreement with the stores on either side of me because I was in the store a lot by myself. That I was like, just do a walk by, and that's what happened is they walked by and they did not see my employee. And they had taken my employee and put her in the dressing room. Oh my God. And so they walked by, didn't see her, and then immediately walked in and started acting like they were shopping and brought a bunch of people in to look like they were shopping and the person jetted out. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. Good. And no, they were sorry, prosecuted. They were later prosecuted. Wow. So and my gunpoint guy was prosecuted. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, never had any of that. Yeah. So Roger, um, you know, as we're closing out the interview, is there anything that um, you would tell someone else who's got an important decision about selling or starting a business that you wish someone had told you or you could have told your Uh, younger self? So 
Let me ask you this the before decision. you say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Since the name of this is decisions. Well, let me ask you something. Did you take anything with you as a memento, or did you did you take any sort of items from your from your store or, or from your restaurant? I have a I have a few things. You um, want to tell us a couple of those things because I think those are important mementos. Those yeah. must have meant a lot to you. So I'll tell you I what mine say, is after you tell me what yours. Actually. My my ex has most of the stuff because she wanted to keep everything and I didn't want to keep everything. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would say like the most important things that I have that were like kind of unique is one of my I'm uh, longtime employees. We actually worked together for like twelve years before she started working for me. Is um, she's very artistic and very because she made these stools. She did a lot of art art stuff that oh. was you know, special just for the restaurant. And I have a few of those things. And then I have a mug, a 10 mug, a pewter mug from England that this lady brought me back who is the rep for my favorite brewery in England. Oh, wow. So I have that, um, I have a couple of video games that were, I, it, you know, just, I don't know that they really mean a lot. Like I, I feel like Technically, I lost more than I ever gained. <laughs> you know, losing a wife, losing a business, you know, selling a business, etc. But um, you know, those are the little trinkets that I have, uh, I guess. But yeah, I, I, I didn't mean, keep much. I have. Um, so I found what I found interesting with closing a retail store when you see those signs that say "going out of business." You'd be surprised; people lose their mind. And I remember one time I I got this frantic call from my employee, and she's like, "They want to know how much the pins are." I'm like, "Pins?" She's like, "Yeah, I had these little funky craft pins that had a little pair on the end of them." And she was like, "How much are they? You didn't price the pins." I'm like, "I was like, why does anybody want these pins?" But all the money was going towards you know paying down that loan. Yeah. So I was like, ten dollars," and she was like okay, they, they're saying nine. I'm like, oh, well, for $9 for a pin. And then um, there were some antique items in there. And uh, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, was like, I think you should keep that. But I needed the money so bad. And <laughs> I was like, everything must go. And so we did sell that. But the one piece I still have in my house today which we call our $40,000 bar right. is uh, is the countertop mm. where, that I sat behind every single day. We ended up painting it black. We, we put a new countertop on it. And that is the bar we have all of our parties. Oh, and man. then I also kept like a part of the neon sign. I eventually, I didn't know what to do with the neon sign. So I got rid of that. And then, you know, like a couple of hand painted things, like you mentioned, like some hand painted things that, um, some of my customers were like, I think this would look great in your store. Yeah. And I was like, sure, I'll do that. And so, you have a ton of lingerie. Oh, and, <laughs> and yeah. And I kept, I, I did, I kept um, those bustiers, which is what we put in front of the store on my 40th birthday mm. that we painted apples, peaches, and pears. Those were actually from my store. One other funny thing about my store is that I was hurting so bad for money that when I was dating my, my husband, he wanted to support the store. Right. And so I had these silk boxers 
and he had no money because he had just graduated from college. And he brought them up to me just like so proud of himself. Like, I'm going to buy this from you. Look at me. Like I'm being so helpful. And I charged him full price. And he still <laughs> brings that up to this day. Like, like I can't even believe I didn't even get a discount. I was like, you were getting me for the rest of your life. Like nice. you, you don't get a discount. And it, discount. it all, you know, it all kind of, uh, comes around, goes around. And so I know we're, we're, we're trying to wrap it up a little bit. Uh, Jamie has no idea that Roger and I will continue this journey over some beers, catching up so that nice. I can make sure he absolutely regrets breaking up with me at Wendy's. I think, I think that the podcast is just a ruse to bring in all of Lynn's ex-boyfriends. And nice. well, I mean, it, yeah. it's, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a lot. I would also like to say, I think you, I tried to find it for you, Roger, but I think I mentioned my mom made me create an ex-boyfriend book. And I think you're the first picture in there um, for that. But I want to wrap it up with my final goodbye to the store that I wrote on my final goodbye. Unless you have something else you wanted to say, Jamie. Yeah, I know I this just, was kind I, of boring. I know, I know you cut Roger off and I just want oh, to make I'm sure so that he had an opportunity to say whatever he wanted to say before you wrap it up. <laughs> She's energetic. Yes, she is. <laughs> Roger, please don't let it's, me cut you off. It's really sad when I become the responsible one, you know, who's considerate wow. and doesn't interrupt. <laughs> You've always been the responsible one. Not in my other relationships, Lynn. That's why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, and so I do plan on bringing in all my ex-boyfriends, but okay. um, do you Roger. want me to go back to Roger? Should we prompt I'll just Roger? say one thing real Let's quick. say something, So Roger. the decision to open or the decision to close um, whatever it is that's like driving you for either one of those, you kind of want to like stick to that purpose. Like whatever your purpose was to make the decision to open, you definitely want to stay focused and whatever your decision to close, don't just, don't just be like, oh, I'm never going to sell. I'm never going to sell my, I was like, if we're not going to go out of business, we're going to sell. Right. Well, one, we weren't going out of business, but you know, like if we're going to get rid of it, it's going to be to sell it, not because we went out of business. So right. you got to stick to that, that purpose of either opening or closing, which one, whichever one you're at, wherever you are. Yeah. It's really hard to go into your business day to day when you start, when you start questioning, what are you doing there? And, you know, I think on, on May 20th, I write, you know, I've decided to sell my business on June 11th. I say my final goodbye. I say, before I forget how I feel right now, I need to write it all down. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I would like to torch this place. <laughs> it's hard to wake up in the morning and come here. And I need to remember this day in the future. Same day, got the job offer at a software company. Wow. I'm going to close the store for sure. I look around and I imagine how it, how it will feel not to be in the store. And I think about all the extra stuff that will be left over. Steamer, hangers, lots of lingerie. Where am I going to put all that stuff? Will I be able to sell it? I think of practical ways to use the stuff in the store. These will be the longest three months of my life. I should be proud that I took a risk. I think that there are a few things I would like to keep. Goodbye store. And um and, you know, I don't know, when I went and watched You Got Mail, 
when she closed the store and my husband and I were watching that movie with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, he looked over at me and he's like, oh no. And I was like, (laughs) 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 I mean, she's walking around. She had all these, you know, all these, she was going to be the book. She was, she was going to be the bookstore around the corner and then like, boom, she's gone. So I, I wasn't there that long, but I do feel like that when I, when I drive by it, I do feel like that because it's a computer store, which I find ironic. I didn't drive. I didn't, I mean, it, I just, it was, it was just time. It was the right, like, yeah, it was the right time. It's the right time. I walked away and I was better for it. So. Of course you are, because you know what? You're here with me and we are going to go have <laughs> a beer. Go get a beer. Yeah, we are going to have a beer and we're going to, I'm not going to cry in my beer. I'm going to celebrate. So, um, and apparently I'm paying for it. So yeah, you are. That's a long drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he came from St. Augustine, Jamie. Just so oh, now. wow. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to wrap it up or you want me to wrap it up. I do want to put uh, a little something out there. Uh, we do uh, have a website that you can submit idea uh, decisions that you want to hear about. You can also request if you'd like to come on the podcast and you can submit your diaries and journals all on the same website. Aren't you proud of yeah. me? Jamie? And, and also throwing in there that if you have a tough decision in front of you and you want Lynn and I to help you make it, uh, we are some wise middle-aged women with some time on our hands. So we'd love to <laughs> chat with you. And uh, I think I'm going to wrap up today, Lynn, since you talk most of the time. <laughs> but um, as we like to say, when you are faced with a decision and you make it and you've gone for it, you got to go forward with no regrets and no do-overs. Thanks for listening.